Well, this should be a pretty interesting episode of Just Another Sports Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek, Josh Smith. No Colin McGuire today. He is out. But uh, Chris Kinsler, our managing editor, joins yeah. us again. And, and we want to have Chris on for a reason, because Chris is embarking on a very ambitious project. For some, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Why, I mean, it, 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 it's going to be great. We're going we're gonna to make some friends. Chris will probably uh, get some uh, hate mail, some, some, sure some angry voicemail and emails. Um, so... There are 278 members of the Baseball Hall of Fame, 196 players, 35 Negro There's leagues. 200, yeah, okay, 255 total players. Right, right, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, 35 Negro League players, and then there's some executives and umpires and stuff to make the number of 278. Chris, you want to knock this number down to 100 total? 100 players. 100 players, okay. Right. You're uh, bothered by this number. That well, I, I, just, I think whatever. that we've diluted the Baseball Hall of Fame so much, uh, and... When did you come to this um, realization? Ron Santo. And that was what year? Well. That was recently, right? Yeah, it was relatively recently. It was in the last five years or so. And it was like his name had been bandied about for years and years and years, right? And yeah, then he finally got in. Ron Santo was this, you know, his Cubs fans love him, right? And he was a very good player. Um, is he a legendary player? He's the Hall of Very Good. Right. And and that's and I think we saw that a little bit this year with, with Alan Trammell. You know, you had this list of – of players that were, you know, top-notch players, yeah. and then you have Alan Trammell. Well, what was Alan Trammell's resume? He's a, you know, two eighty hitter, two hundred home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, How I many just, gold gloves? Uh, he probably yeah, had, had a couple. Four, I think. Right, four, uh, and he was competing with guys like you know he was the second best American League shortstop of the day. You know, second. second he was probably behind Cal Ripken, who you want to kick out of the Hall of Fame. I don't want to kick Cal Ripken out of the Hall of Fame. Let's slow down because we're, we're going we're to get Chris thrown off the podcast in like the first 10 minutes here. No, no I, I, I just think that it needs to be a bit more. I think there needs to be a higher standard. I think that our Hall of Fame should be legendary players and I, I think you can go through this list and you can see legendary players you know if you look at the the first five names in the hall of fame they're legends yeah uh you know we're talking about them 100 years later is alan trammell going to be talked about 100 years from now outside of detroit right uh i i don't know you you can look and you you can say ricky henderson will likely be talked about uh for decades to come pud galvin probably likely to be talked about right right you see you get, you, I, I, want, I want to quiz chris because chris knows like obscure information on these, on, on these hall of famers that's that one no of the main reasons about, right? we wanted to have him right. on. Oh, great yeah, tell us about hall of famers that no one knows about really so no, no no but a couple questions here chris like what sparked this idea and why settle on the number 100 players in the hall of fame well 100 is a good round number okay uh that that's basically it but I don't know really sparked it. I've been in these debates over who should be in the Hall of Fame and everything. You know, in its current state, you know, somebody like a Carlos Delgado, I think is a Hall of Famer in its current state. Um, I was, as a kid, a big Greg Nettles fan. Uh, Greg Nettles was a very good power-hitting third baseman, won some, won some gold gloves, good defensive player, won World Series championships with the Yankees. Was Ron Santo better than... Greg right, Nettles, he's not a Hall of Famer, right? Greg right, Nettles. Greg Nettles isn't a Hall of Famer, and I don't think he should be. But now all of a sudden he's kind of thrown into the conversation. Um, Jim Rice, who I think should be a Hall of Famer, you can look at and say Hall of Famer in its current state. I, 
I think you can look at and you can say, okay, you know, here here's a guy who only hit 350 home runs. I'm 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 estimating here, but in the time period he played, that was a significant number. Well, Greg Nettles isn't far away from that. You know, Ron Santo was was in that era. So if we're just looking at power numbers, okay, you know, then we can say, but we have to look. You have a guy like Fred McGriff, 400. You know, he's as close yeah. as anybody is to 500 home runs without hitting 5 home runs. 100 home runs should he be in the hall of fame he's got a defensive skills video (laughs) he does does. fred mcgriff or carlos delgado if you had to pick one of those i would say delgado okay uh delgado i think was a very good player i'm not saying he should he's a legendary status but he was i think he really should have won two mvps yeah uh and probably you know probably if you take away some of the steroid players of the day like he lost an MVP to Jason Giambi at one point I think he lost an MVP to Juan Gonzalez another so uh, you know he had an OPS in a couple of seasons over 1.0 which is you know that's on base percentage plus uh, slugging that's a pretty high number and uh, you know so he was a very good player. Did, McGriff was on wasn't he on a Braves team the Braves team that won the title? Was he not? Uh, on the, so they won in 95. I think Galarraga was their first baseman. Gosh. No, yeah. no, he wasn't. I think it might have been. I, I think, think it, it was, was McGriff. I think it was McGriff. So. I, I'm curious about the origin of this. Like, when did this really start to bother you? Did you wake up one day yeah. and just say there's, and too, how? There, there's, there's too many people in the baseball? Did you just wake up and say there's too many well, people in the baseball? Did you have a dream one night yeah, so about the, Alan Trammell? So there were there were a couple things. It was, it was Ron Santo. Um, that was one. When Bruce Souter was in the Hall of Fame, and I do believe relievers should be in the Hall of Fame, but when Bruce Souter was in, there were people saying, oh, well, relievers shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Well, maybe that's true, but if you look, you can you can go through this list and you can find a lot of holes in one-dimensional players. People, The argument against closers or, or relief pitchers being in the Hall of Fame is, oh, they only, they only have – they're only in there for one to three innings. Like somebody like a Goose Gossage pitched three innings for his saves. Like a Mariano Rivera or Trevor Hoffman, you know, Mariano, when he does go in, you know, they're one inning or inning and a third players. Um, so people would knock on them. But then, you know, you look at someone like a Nellie Fox, great player. People know him. Nellie Fox was a great defensive player, but – really offensively wasn't tremendous mm-hmm. you know didn't really offer much to the table so it's kind of a you know doing this is kind of a way to bring bring it back to all right it's a hall of legends not a hall of hey you were you were but really that's not what it is chris it's the hall it, of fame but it's what it used to be i mean if you look when when they put five players in in the first class right you had ty cobb Babe Ruth, uh, Honus Wagner. And what year was that again? Do you I think 30, uh, 63 maybe. Okay. Thir- well, yeah, 36, but the ho- hall opened in 63. And then then uh, when they put those players in, I mean, those were the greatest players of all time. They, they said, look, Rogers Hornsby, you were great, but these are the greatest. And I really think that, we kind of need to get back to that. When you have players that people don't know going into the Hall of Fame, I think yeah, that's Yeah, I think the word that you're that we should focus on here is great. Right. Like these guys, obviously it's it's anybody who plays in the major leagues is a great player on some level. Right. But um 
yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's what's, what's being lost is that these are very good players, some of them. And well, yeah, yeah, and some of them I think were taking what they meant to their particular organizations. Yeah. And I think that happened a little bit with Alan Trammell. I think to your Cal Ripken point, I think like Cal Ripken that happened with a little bit, but he has the numbers to back up being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he has – you know, f- what, f- over 400 home runs. He's, he's... He played 20, 21 years, 20 Yeah, 21 years. years. <clears throat> Obviously, he has the Ironman streak. Yeah. Um, not to mention a, a, a plethora of gold gloves. I mean, he's a legitimate, like... Two MVPs, right? Two? Yeah, two. So, just so people don't jump all over <laughs> you, what's the case yeah. against Cal Ripken? Case well, against, Cal Ripken, who will be in Frederick next Tuesday. Yeah. Right. G- case against Cal Ripken would be that his numbers are inflated because he played 21 years. Right. And that he really is a 270 hitter, um, you know, those are knocks against him. Like so, so you can look at like the 400 home runs and the and the uh, uh, what three? He's got over 3,000 hits. Well, if you're batting third in a lineup for you know 21 years, you're gonna you're gonna achieve those numbers to some level. Uh, you know, would Adam Dunn have achieved the home run? You know, he, you know, had Adam Dunn continued to play for 21 years, he, we probably wouldn't have seen the hits, but we may very well have seen the home run. The, him, you know, reach high levels on home runs. or yeah. something. Yeah. So um, that's the argument against him. I, now, I think that is he one of the top 100 of all time? I think he's really, he's really close to being in there. He probably is. Um, Speaking of close, how close are you to getting it to 100? And if you can't get it to 100, what's the number that you would? It's got to be. It's, it's got to be 100. 100. You wouldn't be comfortable with anything above I, I wouldn't, 100. I wouldn't. And it's where it gets tough is when you're when you're comparing pitchers to hitters. That's where it gets really tough. Yeah, that right? makes sense. Right. You know, like who's the greatest player of all time? You know, everyone throws out that. You know, you and I were talking the other day about Ty Cobb or Babe Ruth. Well, where's Walter Johnson fit? I mean, heck, where's Greg Maddox fit? Um, you know, it's it's tough to compare. Mm-hmm. So, so just to back up, so you just saw these names going in, and it's really you, and you felt they were undeserving. You felt they were very yeah. good, not great, legendary players, and that's why that's what started right. the wheels turning. Yeah, off, there was off, there was that. Thing. The veterans committee has always kind of bothered me. I've not that I haven't always liked what they've done. Sometimes, like this year, I, I like I think Jack Morris should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, great postseason pitcher, but a couple years ago they put in a guy named Deacon White. Deacon, Deacon Jones Wa- plays football. Right, right. right. <laughs> Deacon White. Yeah, Deacon Jones should be in the football <laughs> hall of fame. But but Deacon White played back in the 1870s, and here you know it's uh, he was put in in like maybe 2015 or something That's like good. that. We got the list here. Uh, yeah, Deacon White was put in Tw- 2013. 2000- Deacon White was put in. What was so important about Deacon White that 130 years after? You know, the, after his birth, we have to put him in now. Yeah, and and I went back and looked at his numbers back then, and he was he was a good player. You know, three hundred hitter or whatever. Um, you know, are we putting all three hundred hitters in the Hall of Fame? What era did he play in? Like the really early. Because hitting 300 was probably diffi- even more difficult to do back then. Well, know? yeah, there's there's arguments both ways for that, and and that's that's another part of the problem too is comparing eras, right. right? So the so you know you look back in the back in the you know teens and 20s and and even into the 30s you had a number of 400 hitters. We haven't seen one since 19 you know since Ted Williams in what was that 46. Tony Gwynn would have hit 400 in 1994. 
it would have happened. Right. And and Brett came close. And how, how many games with the Expos have won in 1994? Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. Expos Yankees World Series that year. Yeah. Right. But you you have all, all the you know you had these 400 hitters, but you also had very good pitching back then. You know, statistically speaking, so it is d- difficult to compare those eras. How do you feel about guys that have an accomplishment but aren't necessarily Hall of Fame level players? Otherwise, like. Uh, Cal Ripken, if he only had the streak, if he only had Lou Gehrig's streak, would he be a Hall of Famer? Craig Biggio, who's an ex- excellent player, maybe you could say he's a borderline to Hall of Fame guy based on the merits of his career, but he has this weird thing where he's the most hit player in baseball right. history. He also had 3,000 3, hits. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah he did. I, right, right. right. He, I get what you're saying. Right. right. Well, just, just an obscure, noteworthy accomplishment, but aren't necessarily Hall of Fame players on their own. Well, I think, I think that's where we've kind of got mixed up a little bit is, is we've started putting some of those guys in on those merits and other guys we've left out. You know, Roger Maris isn't in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Roger Maris was, you that's know. That's a really good example. Yeah. Right. Roger Maris held that record for what? I mean, from 61 until 2000. And a lot of people still 19, view him as the guy who owns it, right? R- right. Until 1998, I think it was, right? He he held that record and was never even – no no one ever talks about him for the Hall of Fame. And not only did he have that record, he also won back-to-back MVPs. Um, very accomplished player on, a, on very good teams. So, you know, we pick and choose. Uh, there's a – there's a player that was put in by uh, the Negro League Committee, uh, Toriente, Cristobal Toriente. He is in for basically one reason. He, you know, they – I mean, he had a decent He has career. an awesome first name. Right. Cristobal. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a decent career in Cuba and, and then, then here. And, but he, in a series against Babe Ruth, out-homered Babe Ruth. <laughs> so – he got put in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he's not deserving, but I, I do think that that's that why does people happen. know his name, right? right. That that and you're, and you're saying they should not be in on the. On I'm, these I'm merits, not saying. Or? I'm not saying. I I think that you have to. If if you're going to do that, then you need to start putting people in. Like, should Kerry Wood be in the Hall of Fame, right? And what about when that gets broken? If uh, Max Scherzer. Right, Ma- Max Scherzer. Scherzer know. will be a Hall of Famer on right. On, on do marriage, you put but. do you put in people who have uh, well, who holds the record for Grand? I think Gary holds the record for Grand Slams. But you know, if you, you Don Mattingly has the record for most consecutive, most consecutive games consecutive with a home run. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Mattingly. Is is he a Hall of Famer in your mind? In this current state, I think that he sh- and I wasn't a big Don Mattingly fan. I mean, but you I'm are like, you are a Yankees fan. I am a Yankees fan, but, right? but I was a more of a Winfield guy than a Dave Winfield. Love Dave Winfield. Than a Mattingly guy, but yeah. Mattingly was a great defensive player. Probably uh, at least at least in the you know last forty years, he's probably the second best defensive first baseman. Um, and I, I don't know that he ever gets credit for that because he had early in his career he had these good offensive numbers. But he was a very good hitter on added power. Late in his career, he lost some of that power. Didn't he have like like back problems that yeah he had back problems power or something yeah hinders power. But then he uh, really still was always a good average hitter, and he made one postseason, and I think that will hurt him. Mm-hmm. Is that. You he know, was during those years when right, the Yankees he's, were quiet. You know, if you play for the Yankees and you haven't won a World Series, yeah, yeah I mean, it's the... Hey, he was on some bad Yankees He was the teams. best player right, on, those, was, on those 
those middling Yankees right and teams. and they had some talented players you know they had Ricky Henderson and during Winfield. that time and Winfield and Don Baylor who Dave BGO broke his record Dave Rigetti, right? You had some good players during that time. Ron Guidry, right? Right, Ron Guidry. I love that now, guy when I was a kid. Now, Guidry's an interesting case because in, it, in its current format, I do think Ron Guidry is a Hall of Famer. Ron Guidry won over 70% of his games. He has a very low career ERA, but he got he got hurt. Or mm. He had some injury struggles that, that shortened his career. And that's one of my problems with how we do things now is we look so much at longevity. Um you know, oh, well, they didn't play long enough or they didn't do this. And we put in these guys like, you know, Craig Biggio is a good example. Craig Biggio was never the best player in the game. He was very good in Houston. He was always the second best player in Houston when he was there and a reliable player. Played multiple. Really good player at multiple positions, right? Right, yeah. multiple positions. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in, but we look at that longevity and we say, well, that gets him in. What about somebody like a Ron Guidry who dominated for – you know, the short 10-year career he had, he was dominant. You look at someone like a, uh, you know, like an Albert Bell was a dominant player. Uh, Another good name. Yeah. You know, he was a dominant player for a short time. Now, we put Kirby Puckett in, which I was glad. But, you know, Puckett didn't have that longevity, but I think the way his career ended kind of changed the conversation a little bit. Let me, I'll, bring, I'll bring up another name, just a name from, from, like, my childhood, one of my favorite pitchers. I mentioned Guidry, who I, really early on I remember – one you know being the fan of his but as i got older dave stewart was like my favorite right. pitcher yeah. as a young stewart, ball player right, with is he another one like he's not even on the fringe is he yeah I, mean, he, I i wouldn't i the problem with him he was a good postseason pitcher he had yeah. he was with those A's teams then yep. he went over to the blue jays i believe yep. and uh i don't know that he was dominant for long enough yeah. uh you know and, and you look going back to your question about individual records you look at someone like an oral hersheiser had oh, yeah. maybe one of the best postseasons any pitcher has ever had but that's that was his career you know that yeah, that, 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 that was made, the that defining was moment fame, of his right, career yeah. right who, who are the top five most egregious Hall of Famers in your mind? Santo and Trammell seem to be on on your list. Yeah, yeah. San, Santo and Trammell are both on there. Uh, you it, know, just, it just drives you crazy. Like, this guy's in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, and it, this is no disrespect to them. It, it's more like I, be, I believe that it brings down the Hall of Fame a little They would bit. be first off your list. They would you, be first uh, off my in, list. In this project you're doing. A guy by the name of High Pockets Kelly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell us about old High Please Pockets. Tell us well, about high pockets. so uh, High Pockets... Kelly was a power hitter in the late teens, early 20s. He had, you know, I think 23 home runs or something was his career. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, he's not on this list we have. What is his actual first name? Uh, we, have a, we have a Joe Kelly, a George Kelly, a King Kelly. Was he one of those? Uh, how, how is it? I think K-E-L-L-E-Y it's Joe Kelly. K-E-L-L-E-Y yeah. is Joe Kelly. Joe okay, Kelly. So that's it's high Joe pockets. Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so he, he was a power hitter. But only did it for a couple of years. Babe Ruth came, right? You know, look, 20, 23 home runs is a lot of home runs. But yeah, back then. Right. But, you know, then, then the all of a sudden. Comes. Yeah, Babe comes and it Starts really changes it. Is, you know, it, the home run was a different. So, so you're saying was, like Babe Ruth was like right after him. It was actually as right as during that time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really started, really didn't start hitting his home runs until they were later in the 20s. Yeah. yeah. And. But not enough so where, you know, you already had a contemporary in home run Baker, you know, so. I gotcha. So, so why do you think he's in, why do you think High Pockets is in the Hall of Fame? I think it's a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what a lot of it is, which is fine, except then all of a sudden, if you start doing it based on, 
that's my problem with the Veterans Committee is they look so much at nostalgia that I don't think they actually look at the numbers behind be behind it and compare it to players in that era. I mean, that was a very good era for baseball. You had George Sislers and you had you had Ty Cobbs and you had uh, you know these great great players. And now all of a sudden you're just well, okay, it's been it's been a long time. They weren't good enough to get in by a writer's vote. Let's put them in. Mm-hmm. Let's put them in now. And I don't. I I think. I think the Veterans Committee, like I said, has had some good appointments. I just think that they've kind of reached on a number. All right. So Santo, Trammell, Kelly, is anyone else really rankle you or, or really well, get under your skin? Yeah. That, 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 I mean, in? you know, I'm I'm not. And there's probably more more than this, but um, you know, I'm not so sold on Barry Larkin. Uh, I like Barry Larkin a lot. Uh, I, I don't. Was he ever the best shortstop in the game? You know, at least with Ripken, with Ozzie Smith. With the other shortstops who are in, you can say they were the best shortstop in the game, or at least in their respective leagues. I don't think you could ever really say that uh, with Barry Larkin. He he might have been the best National League shortstop for a period of time, but that's when all the you know when you had an Omar Vizquel, uh, you know, an Alex Rodriguez, a Derek Jeter. A still there was there was like nothing spectacular about Barry Larkin. Right, he won one MVP award in in the '95 season, which is probably the most forgettable season in. The season after the strike, after the right? Strike. It, it was, you know, numbers were down, and you know, but he was like an un, he was like an unspectacular, steady, good shortstop right. during a Very time during a time player. when shortstops were like there were a lot of outstanding, incredibly good shortstops. Right. You know. Here, I'll tee another one up for you, Robin Yount. Yeah, I'm not a Robin Yount fan. Right. I, I, his offensive numbers don't do it for me. He was a two time MVP, and he played multiple positions, so he's got that going for him. But he batted third and. And mostly, you know, after, with the exception of a couple years in the early '80s and a couple years in the, in the yeah, the Brewers were really forgettable. Yeah, and most so of those years. so being the third hitter on that team is not some feat of accomplishment. Other, you know, beyond obviously being able to sustain that, but uh, he he has three thousand hits and a two a career two eighty average. Um, doesn't have great power numbers. Wasn't a tremendous defensive player. Uh, I don't know. Was he an outfielder? He he won remember. an MVP as a shortstop early in his oh, career right. and an outfielder. He went to outfield later. Okay. An outfielder later in his career, which kind of, you know, does speak for his versatility. But again, those teams weren't right. Those teams weren't great. Now now Molitor, you can look at and and he can get knocked for being a DH, but at the same rate, his offensive numbers do stack up. He he has a very high lifetime career average. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but. Um, and he went elsewhere and had success yeah, right. on, he had on better success, teams. Right. Uh, you know, there's there's players. You know, I, I the way I've done it so far is I have 50 players that are definitely in the Hall of Fame. And name some of those guys. Well, you got your Stan Usuals, your Ty Cobbs, your Roger Hornsby's, uh, some of the more modern day. Babe Ruth. Yeah, Babe Ruth. Who'd be on the tail end of, like, the 50 that you have? Like, if you've, I don't know if you've even ranked them, but somebody. I haven't ranked them, but, like, you know, on that 50, the more modern guys I have, I do have Chipper Jones on there. Is that who you have? You have a list in front of you. We all have the same list. Is that who you have highlighted on your yeah, list? Yeah, the, hi- the, the highlighted ones are the 50. I, okay. I You know, I have Hen- Ricky Henderson. I think he's definitely. he's definitely on there. Tony Gwynn, Maddox, Glavin. Or, or not Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz. No, not Smoltz either. Maddox, Johnson, and Martinez. I was going to say, is John Smoltz, is he a Hall of Famer? Probably. Um, good postseason pitcher. Uh, he he was an effective closer. He he was at one point in time probably the best closer in the National League. He was a very strong starter, 
for several years. Did he? I can't remember tail end of his career. Did he go back to being a starter? Or was did he? Just, yeah, he, he did go back to being a okay. starter. That's yeah, what I thought. and uh, he's a good broadcaster. I think. Yeah, so. I do. I do have for that the doesn't matter for, for the Oriole fans. I do think he is a good broadcaster as well. For the Oriole fans, Eddie Murray's on my I was wondering top about 50. that. Okay. Uh, he was great all around player. Brooks. Uh, Brooks Robinson definitely. Yeah. yeah, he's greatest third baseman or defensive third baseman ever. Uh, Seaver. Reggie Jackson, who I do have problems with, but I do get the um, Steve Carlton, Mike Schmidt, uh, Dave Winfield still on there. Who are the top five slights? Who are the top five guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame that definitely should be in the Hall of Fame? Top five that aren't in the Hall of Fame that definitely should be. Or just a couple. Yeah, is this I mean, something you even focused on, though? Because yeah. you're focused on the guys who are in. Right. Well, be. based in their current state, I think Omar Vizquel should be in the I was Hall of Fame. That right. was the name I was yeah. going to bring o- up. Omar Vizquel is, in my mind, the greatest defensive shortstop that I've ever seen. And, and no disrespect to Ozzie Smith. No I disrespect. We, we could probably all say yeah, that. He, yeah. he, he was smooth, and he wasn't flashy, and I think that's what hurt him. Uh, he... He'll get knocked for his offensive numbers, but his batting average is about equal to that of Robin Yount. Ozzie Smith's no- offensive numbers, were right? And o- Ozzie Smith's offensive numbers aren't great, and Bill Mazeroski's off- offensive numbers aren't great. Um, so you you've already set a precedent where you're putting defensive players in the Hall of Fame, and you have a guy who won I think 13 Gold Gloves at shortstop. <clears throat> he only didn't break Ozzie Smith's record because there was more competition at shortstop you'd be hard-pressed to go up to just some random baseball fan and say, okay, other than your favorite team, name a National League shortstop other than Ozzie Smith in the 80s, right? People would throw out, like, Ray Knights or stuff like that just from the World Series teams. But if you look and you say— He played third base, Ray Knight. He was the third baseman for the Mets, wasn't he? No, he Howard Johnson was the third baseman. Oh, he was okay. he was a short on that. I, th- I thought Ray Knight played third for at he, least a period, He right? might have for the okay. Reds, okay. Yeah. yeah. okay. And, and the Orioles, way late in his career. But then— but then you look and you say with Omar Vizquel, okay, when he played, name some name some other AL shortstops, and your names that are going to pop up are Jeter, uh, Rodriguez, Ripken, Nomar, Garcia right. Parra. No, Nomar Garcia Parra, who was a great player until you know injuries derailed his Mike career. Mike Bordick. So Vizquel didn't do like flips at, out of, out in the field like right. he, Smith did. So. Well, and even even if you look at somebody like a Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter would would make these amazing plays where he'd be you know at, at the full length of his stride. Well, Vizquel didn't make those because Vistel, Vizquel was squaring up right. on those balls because he was getting there <laughs> was sooner. Better. And I'm a Derek Jeter fan. Look, I'll, I'll right. say it, but like, there's no comparison yep. defensively. Um, so Vizquel, I Jeter think, just had the legendary moments, the right, crashing right. into the and, stands. And, and look, the, I think the coming out of nowhere, right. the, the, like the flip, as if the transported flip, by spaceship, the flip is, to get Giambi uh, yeah, at the right. plate. Right. And, and there, look, I, and this is no knock against Derek Jeter. I do think he's a better defense a better defensive player than he gets credit for sometimes, but he's no arm at Omar Vizquel. Um, other people, I think, have been slighted. The uh, Burt Blylevin was slighted for a long time. He, he's now in, and I think that that was kind of writing a justice. Same thing with Jack Morris to a certain extent. Um, I think players, you know, I mentioned Albert Bell earlier. I have a problem with that. You put Pudge Rodriguez in, who, you know, was a Mitchell Report guy. You know, why aren't we considering – someone like a Sammy Sosa or a Barry Bonds or or, or Clemens and Bonds I mean I, I would say they're Hall of Famers before steroids even entered the picture yeah right? and, that, and that's the argument there is that you know how much steroids are going to help your power numbers maybe your strikeout numbers maybe maybe lengthen your career but the reality is is Barry Bonds was the best player in baseball when he was a skinny 23 year old right um I, I think that 
you can look and you can say, oh, you know, these players, you know, Ty, Ty Cobb was not a model citizen. I don't think I'm surprising anyone by saying that. Yeah, Mickey, I, Mickey Mantle. Right. I, you know, I Barry Bonds. People are pretty sure that Ty Cobb killed somebody. Yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a, that's not a lie. Right. So I do think Mar- Marvin Harrison in football. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you have to put bonds in and i clements too right yeah clements too uh i think bonds is more egregious because i i I, the bonds thing i i was (laughs) bonds was so great and the reason why he went on steroids was to prove to everybody that he was the greatest right basically he saw mark mcguire doing what he did and he was like you want to see what i can do on steroids people and that's what he did that's been written in multiple books that bond saw the sosa mcguire home run chase and said these guys are getting all this like mark mcguire is not the player i am so watch this people and he never was and that's and i think that is a good point you look at sammy sosa and sammy sosa um now numbers wise he has all these seasons with 60 plus home runs right which is amazing but before the whole steroid era, he was a he was a two thirty hitter that was you know I think cut yeah. by the White Sox you know it, like he he was a nobody. Uh, McGuire had the amazing rookie season and then really tailed off and he was kind of overshadowed for a while by Canseco, by Henderson on that team, by even Walt Weiss and Terry Steinbach. And he wasn't overshadowed by Walt Weiss as far as from from team leadership and from you know defensive. Okay. he was never Carney Car- Lansford. Carney Lansford. <laughs> Carney Lans- Henderson. Carney Lansford was a very good, very oh, good yes. hitter. Um, yes. But Walt Weiss overshadows Mark yeah. McGuire. I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. what, what, about, leaders, what about yeah. Tony Phillips? So. <laughs> right. But he was a great. He was a great player for a long time. But not Mag- a great player. He was right. a good player for a long. But time. McGuire. McGuire never really started to become a good hitter until yeah. after that whereas bonds always was i mean um correct yeah yeah but there's there's always going to be guys that you know i think are a, a lot of guys from that era are, you know like your wade boggs is in your tony gwins they're legendary players in my mind you know they they were tremendous hitters that we really haven't seen that level of hitting since and, and we've had some great hitters from your Pujolses to your you know, Altuve is he, yeah. is he there? Probably he's too young right now. Um, I think he certainly. But he's has, like in the in the game today. He's yeah, a great hitter. Yeah, he's a great hitter, and and you know each row was a great hitter. Yeah, they were nothing compared to Boggs or right Boggs or Gwen. Um, a, a guy connected with with Bonds who played with Bonds, who I had fierce debates with with a buddy of mine, a, a baseball fan, Jeff Kent. Is, is Jeff Kent a Hall of Famer? In, in, I don't in think Jeff mind? Kent's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Right. I, I, and I, that's what I argue, yeah, too. I, it, it just doesn't re- – he's a very good player. doesn't resonate right. as a Hall of Famer. Most home runs for a second baseman. And right. And I, I think every guy with the most home runs at his position is in. But second base is not a home run position. No, and, so. and I think you're I think you're going to see that change, too, because, you, you know, Sandberg got in on that and – Okay, you know, I, I get it. You can you can make that argument, but then if you keep doing that, then you keep you keep feeding the beast. And you know, you know Alfonso Soriano has 400 home runs. He he, you know, I really like him. Does he? Yeah. And you would you would never guess that based on his physique or build or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a skinny player. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a great player. You know, and actually, he has I believe more 40 40 seasons than anyone else. Um, but yeah, another guy, two other guys, I think. You know, well, three guys I think should be considered that under its current state that aren't uh, Todd Helton. Uh, Todd Helton was, you know, a very consistent hitter. 
um, one of the best average hitters in baseball for a long time, and I think he gets punished because he played in Colorado. Uh, Larry Walker is a very similar case, but Larry Walker was very good in Montreal. He was good in uh, Colorado, obviously, and then he was he was also good in uh, St. Louis when he went there. Uh, I think Larry Walker, a case could be made, uh, one of the most egregious ones. He was also an outstanding outfielder. Yes, he was. And one of the most egregious ones getting to that outstanding outfield is Jim Edmonds. Mm, yeah. Uh, That'll be – yeah, that will be – He's is he eligible? Yeah, he, oh, is, he eligible. is Okay, it's been that long. Yeah. Ba- Bagwell is in, but should he, should he be in? Jeff Bagwell. If Biccio is in, yes. Bagwell was a better – Bagwell was a more dominant player than Biccio. Right. I, so, I would agree, but he's sort of like – he's got that steroid – Tinge to him, yeah, you know, a little I, bit, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I'm even, hoping, though, even though nothing, I'm hoping that fades. That whole steroid thing fades because I think there's a lot of guys that that were good players that kind of got caught up in that. That their career shouldn't be defined by that. Gary Sheffield's one. Gary Sheffield was dominant everywhere he went, and but his problem is he didn't play. He doesn't have that legendary status with every team because we'd take up the entire podcast talking about every team he played with. So. Uh, that's what I don't like about guys like Alan Trammell being in, is Alan Trammell's in because he was a Tiger his whole career. What about Gary Sheffield, who is in L.A., in Florida, in San Diego, in New York, Also had the in greatest bat, bat wag of any player in history. Oh, and that yeah. bat speed. That bat speed yeah, is that legendary. Alone, yeah. uh, somebody like that who you know, didn't build that you yeah. know, legendary status in, in, in any franchise because he wasn't there for long. You know why is was he, he not? was he a, was he like a bad teammate type guy was was he I assume so I guess that's probably yeah. one of the reasons why yeah. he bounced around so much yeah and he uh, he has over 500 home runs he's yeah. you know Manny Ramirez I think should be in he's not eligible and he played on some of those uh, I'm my favorite player of all time is Tony Gwynn so he played on s- some of those Padres teams with him right. with Fred McGriff with Fred McGriff Tony in fact Fernandez. Fred Mc- Fred McGriff really was played a part in costing Sheffield a triple crown one year. Because, I remember this story. Yeah, because McGriff just beat him in home That's runs right. and just beat him in RBIs. And he had, That's right. And, and they were on their teammates. Yeah, and, and Gwynn, I think, just beat him in batting for, average. For so it batting. was like this. That's right. You know, it, uh, that was an interesting year. I want to say it was in the it had to be like 92 or Yeah, it was early 90s. or something like that. Yeah, I, I'm curious, Chris. I mean, you're you're married. You have kids. I mean, you have a, you have a job. I mean, you have a, you have, you have a life. I mean, right, yeah. and, and obviously, you're a sports fan. But how do you know all this stuff? That's just my whole life. You know, like my whole life, I've I've loved and, baseball. And base, baseball's your number one. Yeah, baseball's my number one. And I would, I've always in, I've always enjoyed it. I was a baseball card collector as a kid. Right, and you like other sports too. It's not like yeah, you're focused I, I do. on baseball. Right, and you know a lot about other sports. Like, yeah. is there room in your head for for all this information? Is, probably is what I'm asking. Probably not. Like, are, my, is stuff spilling out? Is is more stuff goes in or or, or what, what's yeah, going on? You know, you have to refresh yourself on stuff from time to time. You know, and like, you, uh, I can name all the two all the players in the Hall of Fame, and like I. You know, I, I sometimes you know you'll you know you have to do these thinking exercises right. to, Did, to now, group guys together so that you can you can do. Here's that. a question, and it 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 goes back to like when you were a kid. I know what it was like when I was a kid. Like you, it was much easier to remember things like on the backs of baseball cards and stats and stuff like right. that. So was most of this knowledge that you accrued. Did it come to you? Did you memorize this stuff when you were a kid, or were you an adult and you were like, I gotta, I gotta well, memorize? Well, a this lot stuff. of it would come. On a lot of late nights in sports departments, arguing with my okay. coworkers oh, yeah. too. Right. You know, so 
you, you know, deadline so you boned up because you wanted to beat these you know, guys. And deadlines, discussions. deadlines done, and and you guys are talking about like, you know, who's the best Molina, who's better, Jose or or uh, right. Jose or Benji. So you'd, and, look, you'd look them up, yeah. Right. You, so you see, so you're looking them up, and then you know. Uh, the, you talk about Wikipedia wormholes. I mean, baseballreference.com is a wormhole oh, in its own right. One. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, that's. that's yeah, but, but you're talking like off the top of your head. Like, I could ask you here, I'll, I'll pull a couple names. Tell us, Chris, about. Um, let's see. Let me pick a good name here. Charlie Geringer. Tell us about Charlie, oh, Charlie Geringer. Yeah. yeah. Tiger, Detroit Tiger. Very, very. I mean, he should be a Hall of Famer. He's a top. He's top 100. In fact, I may even have him in my top 50. He He is a. He was a tremendous player for some very good Tiger teams, along what, with what Harry. era? Uh, for forties, yeah, thirties, yeah. forties. Uh, he he played with Harry Hellman, uh, Gar- uh, Greenberg. Okay, yeah. Hal Newshauser was their ace pitcher. That, that that's what that's what I wanted to ask you too. Who are the top players in baseball history that no one talks about? No one would even Ooh, know re- one. Uh, really. Like, no like, like you were reeling off names the other day of the guys that don't get the credit they deserve. Like yeah, for, so some of the best players ever that no one ever talks about. Uh, well, I think you know everybody talks about those first five that we mentioned, right? Cobb, Wagner, stuff like that. Uh, Rogers Hornsby, I think, gets forget forgotten about a lot. And Roger Hornsby, multiple triple crowns. I mean, he was, or he won a triple crown multiple times, hitting over 400. Second lifetime batting average, only to Ty Cobb. Uh, George Sisler's another one, another one who I think gets forgotten about a lot. Uh, Who's the guy with the Indians uh, that you were talking about? The- Tris Speaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Tris Speaker. I think he's still the career leader in doubles. Uh, he was. A tremendous hit. I think he's fifth all time. No, but the Indians were named after this guy. Oh, Napla Joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nap- Napla Joy, right? Napla yeah. Joy, yeah. So the Indians were originally, uh, I think they were the Cleveland Spiders is what they were, and then they signed Napla Joy over from the National League, and that was the first time that the American League had really, the first big player the American League had taken from the National League, and so they renamed the team the Cleveland Napoleons based on a fan oh, vote. Oh, nice. Okay. And so then they, you know, sports writers and everything shortened it to the Naps. And then when the Naps, uh, when Napla Joy left the team uh, years later, they were kind of searching for a name. And uh, their captain, I believe at the time, was of Native American descent. So that's how they came to, hmm. came to the Indians. Let's, let's spin the wheel again here. Oh, yeah, here, I got here, one. Here. Go ahead. Did you have no, one? No, go ahead. All right. Well, I'm looking at the list, and I, I'm like, I know who Goose Gossage is, but I know have no idea who Goose Goslin is. Yeah, Goose Goslin, I'm, I I don't know much about. Um, Inducted in 68. Yeah, I, I believe he was a pitcher. But it says he was a left fielder. Okay, left fielder. Yeah, maybe. I don't know much about Goose Goslin. Really? Okay. I just I remember him because of his association with Goose Gossage. Okay. And same thing with Pud Galvin. Uh, I just put those three together, along with Pug Galvin and uh, uh, Pug Galvin and Joe Gordon, who played for the Yankees. I didn't know that Billy Hamilton, who plays for the Reds now, is already in the Hall of Fame. Right, right, Billy Hamilton. <laughs> no, not the same one, right? No. Can you tell spin, us about Chick Hafey? Spin the wheel, Greg. Chick yeah. Hafey? No, I don't know much about Chick. Uh, one of the names that you did mention the other day, though, Josh, was yeah. Old Hoss Radborn. That's a great And one. I went to look up Old Hoss Radborn. And here's an interesting thing about Old Hoss Radborn. How many? What's the highest number of wins you think this guy had in a season? Oh, we yeah, we may have talked about this. The highest number of wins somebody like that, I'm assuming, was like a really long time ago that he pitched. I'm going to say 40. 
59. <laughs> oh, my god. 59 wins in a season. <laughs> so, you know, now that, that goes to – and he still holds the record for most wins in a single season. So he probably, probably had 57 complete games. So he'd call these guys wimps today that are pitching like 200 right. innings or less in so, a season. So the, but that goes to your thing. Like, should, should guys like that be in based on one or two seasons or, or some obscure record? Like Jack Chesbro, who was a Yankee pitcher, he should probably be removed. He had a couple seasons of 40 wins. But old Hoss should stay, you're saying. Is he going to stay in yeah. your top 100? Not in my top 100. Okay. I mean, he, he, 255, sure. Can you can you tell us about Rabbit Marinville? <laughs> Rabbit Marinville was uh, he was he was an early time player. Um, he actually is kind of not even brink. He should not be in. But I have to look and compare numbers to the day because he didn't have a high batting average. He didn't really do anything. The statistically speaking, that stands out. So I'm not really sure why Rabbit is in. Uh, Rabbit, though, I believe had, I believe it was Rabbit, had an untimely demise. Okay. Okay. Here's, yeah. uh, I think somebody who plays midfield for the Walkersville girls, girls uh, <laughs> soccer team, Gabby Hartnett. <laughs> Gabby Hartnett's one of the greatest catchers of all time. That sound, it sounds like a girls <laughs> so, like, yeah, soccer right, player, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Anyway, he, okay. Seriously, one of the greatest catchers of all time. Uh, Gabby Hartnett, along with Mickey Cochran, really defined the position and, and, Definitely, he went in in '55, so I'm assuming he played, you know, in the '40s. Yeah, I think '30s. I think '30s even back the, then. Yeah, okay. um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Should Zach Wheat be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah. So those guys, Crawford, Wheat, Rice, um, they Thompson, <laughs> they they should probably all be Wheat and Rice. I, I, like, <laughs> you, you, got our starches covered. There, yeah, so. they they probably. Uh, I don't know if they're top 100, but yeah, they should be in the Hall of Fame as far as in its current state. What about J.L. Wilkinson? Uh, J.L.'s not a player. So right, he's not... a, right, he's an executive. Yeah. See, I'm impressed you need... See, Josh and I sit nice. at our desk and we talk about... I mean, we know a lot about sports. We're sports nerds right. like, like you and anyone else, but we always talk about how there's just so much stuff to keep track of. Right. And it's like impossible to keep track yeah, of. So... And this is why we want to have you on because you're so impressive with this. Like We could just yeah, throw out, yeah. spit, spit out a name and you could tell us all about them. I, mean, I that, did. It's amazing. I did drop I, I did, as you know, we were talking about when you're kids, you learn stuff. I used to be able to tell you most every player on yeah. most every team, right? Now I've kind of dropped that, and I'm, 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 you know, baseball and college football. I those do, your, I, I do pretty well. Those are your wheelhouse. You know, NFL. I know my team, and you yeah. know, right, and where my college teams players are, where SEC players are, and that's about, that's about it. How about uh, who sounds? This sounds like a racehorse, Red Ruffing. Red Ruffing, great Yankees pitcher during, you know, their their I mean heyday. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in. Okay. What's the, what's the most boring name in the hall? I'm looking over this list. Yeah, that's, that's a really <laughs> good question. Like like Frank Grant. He's he's another Negro League player. Yeah, Frank um, Grant. Yeah, he was in that slew. Turkey Stearns. Turkey Stearns <laughs> is a Negro League player. Yeah. Um, Yule, another Negro League player. Right. Um let's see. Uh, Kid Nichols. Kid Nichols, yeah, he was a he was a pitcher. Um, and then actually going back to not Kid Nichols, but Hugh Nichol is the all-time leader in uh, single-season stolen bases uh, with 139. So Ricky Whoa, Henderson, I, yeah. Ricky Henderson always gets credit for it because it's modern era. I didn't but, know that. That's but Kid Nichol, Kid Nick or Hugh Nichol, sorry, uh, had a 139. Um, Kid Nichol was a pitcher, I believe, for Buffalo. I'd love to read something about that guy. I, I was always into the, the guys who stole bases and stuff. That was yeah, it was thing. it was weird though how they did stolen bases then, and so that's why they've kind of changed 
you know, that's why they only look at modern day. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So what was a stolen base back then would not be sometimes a stolen sometimes, base. Sometimes, yeah. There there were some times where they'd say if you went from, for instance, if you went from first to home on a single. Gotcha. They, would they might say they might consider one of those a stolen base. Makes sense. Okay. Well, would Joe Gordon be one of your top 100 players of all time? No. Chris? No, yeah. Joe Gordon was a very good player for very good Yankee teams, but you know he's he wasn't he wasn't nearly as good as a Bill Dickey or Joe DiMaggio on those teams. What about Frankie Frisch? Frankie Frisch, probably. I mean, that was Frankie Frisch was in that you know those Cardinal teams of the early uh, the early twenties and thirties that were pretty dominant. So Frisch is probably in there. How about I'd, go ahead. I, I was going to say probably not like guys like Red Show and Dice who I believe is the oldest living Hall of Famer. How about uh, Ed Roush? Ed with two Ds. Yeah, I'm not sure about Ed. He's uh, one in the I, I don't think he's one of the I don't think he's a center fielder. Yeah, I don't think he's one of the top 100. What about Chief Bender? Probably not one of the top 100. <laughs> Sounds uh, like he threw a really good curveball. But Robin Robin <laughs> right. Roberts is, I yeah. would say. Um, yeah. You know, Chuck Klein wouldn't be. I associate those guys all together. Right. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, we could do this all day. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I can, I can, right. I can go, I, I can go as long as you want. Right. Well, well, when do you hope to have this project complete? I mean, is there, well, a, is there, so, is there a time so, frame on it, or yeah, uh, so, will you submit it to the to the Baseball Writers Association or or, yeah, the, or the Hall sure. of Fame saying this is what this should look like? If you so. got this from somebody, I'm I'm sure you guys would take pour over it right if it was just i want you to write a column that i can run in the paper when you when you finalized your 100 so so this is what i'm doing i'm doing this with colin mcguire and alan etzler and i think alan's been on this right yeah i wanted to have i wanted to have him on but he said he was a little yeah alan's busy busy today today, but what we're going to do is we're we're each going through and how we're going to start is we're going to do a top 50 Oh, everyone's doing it, not just you. Colin's doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're so okay. so we're gonna we're gonna. Thanks for inviting us, Chris. But we did offer. No, but, but but they don't was, have your. I must have been on vacation. I don't think they have your. Like Alan's a young guy. I don't. He's not gonna have your frame of reference. Right. On, on, on but all I these think guys. that I I think that gives it a little bit more of a, you know. So so it's not. I don't want it to be my favorite 100 players of all time, right? And so kind of having other people kind of gives. And there's always obviously baseball reference that we can look at people that we might not know, find out numbers-wise, do they stack up? And, and, and you could put in guys that aren't currently in, like you could put a Bonds in, you could put a Clemens in. You could, yeah. Uh, I mean, what's, what's the criteria? Yeah, is there, we, or is it just guys that are yeah, already in and you're just no, knocking the list down? No, Pete Rose or Joe Jackson. Okay. They are, they are not Hall eligible. All right. So, um, no. Do you, not, think they, do you think Pete Rose should BS. be in the Hall of Fame? I think I – think Joe Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame, and then Pete Rose can wait 100 years. Okay. Really? I, I mean, if Joe Jackson has had to wait 100 years, he's the third He's the third best av- hitter of all time, mm-hmm. according to batting average, and he's had to wait 100 years. We shouldn't lift the ban specifically So you don't think – so he's going to die, and he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would That's, assume. He's not going to see, see I, that. I don't think he's going to see the Hall of Fame. Okay. Would, would Kennesaw Landis uh, be, on, be on your list of 100 he players? Was, uh, well, he's a commissioner. commissioner. Yeah, he he's he's the guy who started this whole ban process. <laughs> you're, 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 Good segue. Your right? Nice, yeah. Greg. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he he banned Joe Jackson, and uh, and I, I I literally just picked that name. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's the guy that. But uh, so what we're gonna do is we're each going through and picking fifty definite ins, 
and you know so that, that's tough right getting that down because you you start going through and you know you, you leave some people off that top 50 of all time and then when we're going to compare those every you know we'll have a number of consensus like everyone's going to put Babe Ruth on there so they're automatically going to be in then we're going to go through and we're going to cross off who's definitely out and when we cross off who's definitely out we'll have consensus on those and we'll move them over then we'll look at like who's got two votes and who's got one, and then then we'll get it to somewhere around like seventy five or right. whatever, and then that last twenty five will be the really heavy lifting. Well, the problem is a lot with, with you know some of the some of the Negro League players, for instance. They don't. A lot of them don't have you know the statistics there aren't as well documented as baseball. So somebody like a Satchel Page is is a no brainer to be in a a Coupapa Bell, a Josh Gibson, you know. Bismacky, yeah. Bismarcky, Bismacky. I I don't know, you know. So and you hope to have it complete by when? You know, well, no, no, no time frame or it could yeah, be no a, time frame. Could, hopefully, could be, hopefully pretty soon. Oh, okay. Over you know, the next, it's timely over now. the next several months or. Um, I I, I think I can do it in several weeks. I don't, I don't doubt that you can. I highly doubt that Colin will will be able to do this. First of all, he's not. I don't think he's like fancies himself a baseball fan that much. Yeah, right. he's not. He, he, he calls us the baseball guys on the podcast. <laughs> so plus, he drinks way too much beer and plays in a band way too much. For, yeah, I can't right. See this happening. Yeah, that's why he's not here. Right. That's right. He's got that's too right. many other diverse interests. And the, Alan, band, the band part is why. He's and, not here. And yeah. I respect Alan's knowledge, and but he's just so young that I mean, just his right. frame of reference is going to be totally different than, than, yeah. than even ours. He's going to have to do lots yeah. of reading, right. reading up. Right, right. and it's. I, what I don't want is I don't want it to be based on influence. I want it to be based on, yeah, on the field. This is what you did, and, and they don't have to be in currently. You could put a guy in that's not. You yeah, could put a, you could put Mattingly in. You could put Bonds. In, right. You could put Clemens and, in. And when you're talking about a hundred, though, I think it's. I think with the exception of Bonds and and perhaps Clemens, I don't know that there are many who aren't in who right. who I, who would make that list. And and not guys that will be in. Playing today, yeah, no, uh, they uh, they have to be uh, hall eligible. Okay. That's because otherwise we start. You know, I, I, I the reason there's that five year waiting period is so that people don't go off emotion when they do it. Well, before we sign off, I mean, we're all football fans. Did anyone watch any of the pro football Hall of Fame stuff over the weekend? I watched. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I got home just in time to see Randy Moss, the tail end of Randy Moss's speech, and I watched. I made sure I watched. Ray Lewis's speech because I wanted to see just exactly how ridiculous he was. And he lived up to the yeah. He was exactly he performed exactly as you expected him to. It was yeah. laughable. Yeah. How how horrible his speech was. And yeah. I had to see it and, and you knew text, he was gonna dance. Yeah. You knew he was gonna, yeah. I, mean, it, I didn't it, know he was gonna sweat through his jacket <laughs> like that. That, that that's what amazed me. Like how I mean he wasn't like he was standing and he was talking. How could you possibly sweat that much just standing well, and talking? I mean, I guess uh, he was in a suit. Yeah, he had an undershirt. Suit. Yeah, a, I mean, how hot jacket. was it? It was probably, it was probably, it was probably ninety, yeah. maybe something. It was like a different. Sh- his jacket was a different shade of gold by the end of his uh, speech. So, and yeah. some say he wasn't necessarily truthful. So maybe if you're up there lying like lying right. like, like that, I mean, you, you start to sweat. There's no gray area with Ray Lewis. You either love him and love everything about him, or you just think it's a whole cornball act i mean you respect him as a player obviously right. and he deserves to be in as a player oh, but, absolutely. but just, just the whole goofball act about his persona is it, it hard was really stomach. it was really funny with him so being a browns fan and then they moved and right. he was taken in do you that. think do you think ogden and right lewis would have been moved. browns had, had they not moved sure i mean it was a, well i don't know it was a different right. coach yeah, you know, yeah, that's Marsh. what i said because people say and and you could speak to this chris like 
the Ravens stole the Browns Super Bowls. I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. No. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure the team would have Matt been Stover and Rob right. Burnett were the only ones on right. that team. So right. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I don't know that and, that's and I, and I don't know that Ray Lewis and Ogden end up on the Browns. Right. They, and, they stayed in Cleveland. Right. And, but when Ray Lewis was drafted out of Miami, like I thought he was a great linebacker in college, and, and I really enjoyed watching him. And then those first couple years in Baltimore, they weren't good, right? They had Ted Martin. I mean, they were this offensive team that racked up with Vinny Testaverde. They racked Michael Jackson, I think, was still Derek there. Alexander. Right. They racked up all these yard, yards, but their defense wasn't very good. And Ray Lewis would lead the league in tackles every year, and I was telling people how good Ray Lewis actually was, and then – all of a sudden, you know, they they turn they, they their team flipped. around, they go to a Super Bowl, and then it was like I got uh, with no with no offense, yeah, with no I, offense. I, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, man, I'm so sick of Ray Lewis. Like here, this guy I've been defending for the last four years, now all of a sudden that's is funny. is the biggest name in football, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm done with him. Yeah. The thing that's hard to square with Ray Lewis is he presents this super Christian persona. Right. Meanwhile, he was involved at least on some level in a double murder. Right. And he also is an unmarried father of six children right. by, by four different women. <laughs> right. but All of whom he still kisses on the mouth, uh, right. according to his speech. Right, his kids. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know about, who knows about the women. But, so you have the super Christian father of six by right. four women. You're involved on some level in a double murder. It's like, it's, it's kind of hard to, yeah, to add those up. He's one of those personalities that you just, he's kind of the Charles Barkley you just want to go away you know you, you, right I, I you're not you're not a Barkley guy no I'm not I I I just I just don't care what they think right. and I don't want to hear him talk anymore well, I think and I think this was his big last hurrah for this because like what well, he had been hired by ESPN yeah, he's not, he yes. doesn't work for them anymore he does stuff for Fox I mean he'll be on TV but not in a regular role but, right. like this was his last time on the big stage so yeah, maybe right. we Finally, we'll have seen enough of Ray right Lewis. now. There's going to be a Ray Lewis radio show or something. I think he'll probably be the president in like a couple of years yeah. or something. Uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg, we also we often talk about what we've read recently. And, yeah. and you passed this along. He wrote an excellent piece on Ray Lewis that really puts the whole thing into context, acknowledging his greatness as a player, but also his sort of phoniness Phony. his, of his person of, of, of a personality and how the Ravens sort of coddled um, his insulated personality, him. right? Well, because. There were rules like you couldn't just go up, walk up to Ray Lewis and ask a random question without some Ra- Ra- Ravens PR staffer coming after you or, right. or whatever. There is one thing I'll credit the NFL Hall of Fame for doing this year is that you had an opportunity with Ray Lewis, with Randy Moss, with Terrell Owens to keep them out for whatever reason. But they left it to the on the field stuff. I mean, you, you can make arguments against them as people. All three of them, football-wise, should be in the Hall well, of Fame. Moss and Owens have almost – if you look at their numbers, they're almost identical. Yeah, they're almost identical. I, I'm more of a T.O. guy than I am a Moss guy, and and I was certain that he would have not been put in the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I was just – I was certain of it. Because and, the writers didn't like him. Because the writers didn't like him. And, and I think that's the difference between the Football Hall of Fame and the Baseball Hall of Fame because in the Baseball Hall of Fame, he'd never be in. And because writers didn't like Ian, it's it's their vendetta. And and football, I guess it's different because, you know, they put him in and they have, you know, they put Randy Moss in who wasn't always, um, you know, the most upstanding person and Ray Lewis, of course. And, and the, and the T.O. doing his own thing in Tennessee, that was like classic T.O. I yeah. mean, that, that was almost the right way to do it just because he's such a 
goofball and an right. oddball that it was almost perfect that he that he did it the way he did right. it, even though he shouldn't have done it that way and yeah. should have enjoyed the whole weekend and the whole experience and just the acknowledgement. It's like who cares if you're a first ballot? No one cares if you're a first ballot Hall of Famer or not. Just if, are you in or are you not? Right. So, but it almost played out perfectly the way it happened, just because he's an odd duck and he right. did it in his own oddball way. Yeah. Now so, they're changing the rule that you can't do that. They're trying to change the rule. And I, I don't they're understand that. Why, why, I mean, I, I think it's just an isolated case. I, I don't think there's right. going to be sweeping. I don't think guys. There, are, there's well, only there's only so many to types out there. Honestly. Right. And well, and it's not like it ruins the ceremony. Right. I mean. Right. Yeah. He got he, he he got his you know publicity. I, I don't so. think we're on the verge of a wave of guys doing their own little ceremonies. No, I or, don't either. I, I think most guys want to show up and enjoy enjoy the weekend. So, anything else to add, fellas? Well, maybe one, maybe some other time we can sit down and talk for an entire hour about how Chuck Foreman should be in the Pro Football yeah. Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The greatest football player to ever come out of this area. Right. So. Um, no, this was good. This was this was interesting. It's really fascinating um, talking to you about this stuff. Right. Well, and and I'm not just kiss, kiss, no, kissing we, your butt. We wanted you're my to have boss. you on. We wanted to have you on because I'm yeah. impressed by how much you know about all this. Yeah. Stuff. So I, I'm yeah. going to keep plugging away at it, and uh, you know, it's you it's, should definitely write a column for us. Yeah. It, 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 it's good nighttime reading too. You know, my yeah. You know, I'll be be laying in bed, and you know, you just on your phone or your iPad, and just. Baseball references. Go down the rabbit hole, like you said. Yeah, yeah it's, that's what it is, and waste hours in there. We, that's one of the things I think that we talk the most about. When we get into a group conversation at work, whether it's like during a um, during a down down part of the night or after deadline, it's usually baseball-related, and it goes back to when we were all kids, and we all start just like talking about teams and, oh, remember, you know, so-and-so played shortstop for the Pirates or – you know, we th- these conversations can go on forever right. and ever and yeah, ever. Yeah, they really can. Yeah. Do, do you still have all your baseball cards, Chris? Yeah, I do. Uh, I have them. I have them all there in my basement. My wife, I think, has tried to get rid of them. I think she she thinks that they're worth more than they actually are. Yeah, how are. much va- how much value is sitting in your basement? Uh, I, I don't know. Twenty Does bucks it, or yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I have a lot of them. I mean, probably dating from like eighty one to you know. I don't know, 94 or something like that. And do you, and do you look at them from time to time, or are they literally no, my, just collecting There dust? was a point yeah. in time when my kids were younger where they would they would go down and get in there and, you know, find them. And then, you know, I don't freak out about, oh, don't, you know, crinkle, you know. So Your, your son, Josh, looks at his your yeah, baseball we, cards, right? We'll yeah. go down occasionally and look at them. You brought in a pack of cards, an unopened pack of cards from what year, what year was that, 80-something? Yeah, right. right yeah. And we went, we went through the pack and just talked about each guy and what we remembered. You'd be a really fun person to do that with. I don't know if you see the, the guy on yeah. Yahoo.com, Mike Oz, yeah, yeah, who yeah, does yeah. that. It's, it's he a just really did it with Tim Raines. Okay. The, Tim Raines, we didn't talk about him. Is Should he be in the Hall of Fame? He got in. Right right now, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean. Well, he probably isn't going to be on your top 100. Though. Top 100, yeah. probably not. I think he was one of those guys who, like the advanced analytics and stuff, yeah. shed new light on what yeah. he actually he, was. He probably waited longer than he should have to get in okay. the Hall of Fame. Because he was a, a, good he was a very good. He was Ricky Henderson. National, the National yeah, League was, version of Ricky Henderson or something? Yeah. I mean, without. Kinda without being as dominant yeah i mean he was very very or as flashy or as flashy yeah 
and, and Chris also points out the mistakes we make on a weekly basis on the podcast. Oh, we make for, for, we for, make for a lot of mistakes. Time. So he's like, how can you say that? Or you were wrong about that. And we appreciate you doing that. We're yeah. we're, we're not saying we that, don't but, act but, like but, we know what we're talking about yeah. normally, <laughs> right. or yeah. that we prepared one iota before we walk right. in. Right. We here. literally sit well, down. Well, that's, and that's and what it is. It's just we, just sports talk. We we literally sit down and start talking. So I think last week I was on vacation and I called in. I think I mixed up like Tyrod Taylor and Lamar Jackson at one point and. I had to be corrected on that, and you know, it was it was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like so that so happens. we appreciate Chris keeping us in line too, in addition to all of his valuable historical knowledge. So, yes. Well, that does it for our Hall of Fame edition of Just Another Sports Podcast. Chris, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, Graham, thanks for producing, and uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah.